They care about the job that they do. Uh, they take pride in the work that they do. They live in the communities that they serve. And we don't take that for granted. I'm Doug Deloney. On this edition of The Next Stop, Metro's facilities maintenance team plays a critical role in keeping the transit system safe and clean. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. Today on The Next Stop, we welcome Miguel Zavala. He is the Director of Public Facilities here at Metro. Welcome, Miguel. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks. Appreciate you having having me on. Absolutely. I know you guys stay very busy uh, because we have a lot of public facilities, don't we? I mean, I know Metro service area covers more than 1,300 square miles. That's about 10,000 stops. Uh, What exactly is a public facility in terms of Metro, for those who don't know? Sure. Um, Public facilities covers a wide spectrum. Uh, We have uh, facilities known as parking rides. Uh, We also have transit centers. Uh, We have rail stations, platforms, um, and also we have all of our bus stops. Essentially anything that the public has access to that is owned by Metro or or, uh, operated by the agency is considered a public facility, falls under that umbrella. With so many public facilities, I suspect you're probably checking your email seven days a week. Your phone's probably dinging a lot because these facilities are accessible and and used in one way or the other seven days a week. How do you manage it all? It's definitely a lot of work. Uh, We have folks working around the clock. Uh, We do have a 24-7 operation. We have, I want to say, about four to five working shifts that start at different times. And um, because it is 24-7, we have to have management here on weekends as well to take any calls that come in on the weekend. And then we also have uh, another setup where we have on-call, a on-call process in place if anything comes that that's considered an emergency. Uh, we do keep a supervisor and a general foreman to be able to handle those types of situations that require immediate response. And then we have uh, uh, boots on the ground, if you will, throughout the uh, you know that, and then they they really cover a wide range of trades. Uh, you know, we have anywhere from cleaners to electricians. We have plumbers. Um, we also have mechanics, we have crane operators, uh, we have landscape, uh, we have uh, irrigators. Um, it really covers uh, almost anything you can think of when it comes to facilities maintenance. And the reason facilities maintenance is such an important uh, team here at Metro, and in fact, the reason we're doing this show, this episode of this podcast, is this is the team that keeps things working, keeps things clean, keeps the lights on, and a clean working transit system is also a safe transit system and safety is such a huge priority here at metro oh, yeah absolutely i think that um our job our goal is to provide a safe reliable um and clean uh you know facility for our customers and to do that on a consistent basis 
And, uh, you know, we have that's why it requires a full team. And we talk about um, specifically what people see every day. I think the key things that people see are perhaps, you know, a trash bin that needs to be serviced or maybe they're at a uh, bus shelter at night and maybe the lights are not working. I mean, what else is facilities maintenance responsible for that may seem obvious or maybe not so obvious? I mean, what's on your task list to keep check on? Sure. So we typically break down our work orders into two main categories. And the the first is our um, things that we just have to do for safety reasons and also to keep the facilities in good operation uh, operating conditions. And those we those are called preventive maintenance work orders. And those are scheduled work orders that we have at, we have to complete on a monthly basis where we have teams go out there and inspect the lighting, uh, inspect plumbing, uh, inspect uh, the uh, pads, which are the uh, the bu- emergency buttons on the platforms that you see. Um, and we, we inspect cameras, we inspect the, um, it, just a variety of things that are out there, anything that has to do with uh, keeping the facility in a safe and uh, a good operating condition. Those are all items that are scheduled and that we put in and we have a system, a database that automatically spits out these work orders and uh, reminds us to go out and inspect these properties on a monthly basis. So that that's the that's the one category that we just can't go without. Um, the other the other category of work orders are called corrective work orders, and those are the ones that we get on a daily basis. And as you can imagine, we get a lot of that. You know, we we can get cleaning requests, we can get lighting requests, we can get you know damage at times, and we have to be responsive to those as well. Um, it could be anything. It could be uh, the uh, driveway at a parking ride, you know, uh, there's a hole on the driveway or there's a bus uh, stop that has a missing sign, uh, a, a fence line. It could be the landscaping. Uh, it really it really covers a lot, you know, wide range of, of items. Anything that you see in a public property is fair game. Because we serve, you know, such a large area, uh, we kind of need the public's help too. And it sounds like you do hear from the public. Um, what are some of the ways they report to you? Is it website? Is it phone? Or how do you find out uh, whenever something might need to be serviced? The best way for them to re- for the public to reach us is through the uh, Metro customer service number, which is the 713-635-4000. Um, that's, that's, going to be the best way to submit a request, if you will, for any of our pu- public facilities. And I know people can call that number and even text that number for people who might be a little bit shy on the phone. But certainly, uh, you know, like I said, nearly 10,000 stops. We rely on the public to help give us um, some insight and, and let us know what's going on. I mean, our bus operators, too, I'm sure probably occasionally report things. But if you tell a bus operator, that's a lot of responsibility for them to remember on their route while they're driving. They can't write it down. They're trying to keep their schedule going. They can't remember that bus stop, you know, whatever needed the trash bin service. They might be able to remember it, but they are very busy as well. So uh, it's kind of everyone's job, including the customers and the, our Metro and colleagues, uh, to keep the system safe and clean. What are some of the challenges serving such a large area? And, and perhaps what's the biggest challenge? Uh, yeah, I think you bring up a great point. It's easy some, for us to that have lived here, you know, for most of our lives. A lot of our employees are 
you know, uh, natives to the area, and and some are not. But I, I would, if I would venture out to say that a large majority of employees here at Metro are natives to the to the city, and have been around the city for many years. And uh, we take pride in the work that we do, you know, because we leave, we live, and we grew up in these areas. And uh, the challenge is is definitely the the just the the volume of of requests that we get, um, you know. For example, in terms of corrective maintenance, we can we can average over a thousand requests in a month, um, which seems like you know it it seems you know reasonable given the the number of uh, you know uh, people that live the population, if you will, in this area. But it is a lot of requests because some of the requests are not as easy as others. You know, some of them some of the requests could be sure. improving the the sidewalks you know some of them could be improving parking rights improving transit centers adding bus stops and each of those requests go through a a its own process and if you will in in order for us to be able to assess the request and then determine the appropriate uh, way to respond to it. I myself sometimes will watch our social media interactions that we get from the public. And, you know, something that people are always good about keeping an eye on for us is when a, a trash bin might need to be serviced or something needs to be mowed. So I'm sure with you guys, um, sometimes it's like, okay, well, that's a 10-minute fix. Sometimes it's like, well, that's a 10-hour fix. Sometimes it's a, that might be a 10-week or a 10-month fix. Like, there's just some things that are just not going to happen instantly. But one thing I always appreciate is how quick you guys do respond and how quickly the team responds uh, for instance when a trash bin might be overflowing you know sometimes um, that can happen very quickly at busy bus stops so um, I think it's uh, you guys do an excellent job trying to keep track of it all and keep on on top of it all yeah no I think that uh, surprising is how quickly we are expanding as an agency it just shows you the commitment of our leadership to be able to improve the overall transportation needs of the area um, I, I have seen that we have, uh, it, it specifically in public facilities, our department has grown by 30 to 40 percent in the last five to six years, both in resources and staffing. Right. So we're just continuing to continue to grow and, and expand so quickly. And as you know, uh, Metro is now working to expand rail. We're, we're looking at expanding parking rides and transit center service. Uh, we're looking at uh, adding uh, BRT as well to other areas. It's just uh, the amount of of uh, projects and expansion that we have seen in the last five to ten years. Uh, it's really a, it's surprising, yeah, and, and it's it's a good thing. I think I feel for the city. I think that you know five to ten years from now, we're going to be thankful that we have taken you know this path and and looking to improve uh the traffic because <laughs> as you know uh traffic has really gotten worse over the last couple you know you know of years yeah. so uh, anything that we can do to improve upon that is good um and yeah we get all kinds of requests you know uh some of them are silly some of them are, are very difficult to attain and like you said some of them are projects that you know and we also get requests that don't belong to the agency, for example, we get requests to improve the street conditions. We get requests to improve lighting, street lighting. We get requests about traffic signals. Uh, we get requests for things that are more for TxDOT or for the city of Houston or for Harris County. Sure. And sure. we do our best to report those requests to the 
appropriate agency so that they can be looked at. People, um, sometimes it's hard for them to identify, you know, where, where, you know, who someone's property ends and where another one begins or responsibilities. I know that Metro, for instance, will receive um, information or calls from 311 because a lot of people inside Houston will call 311 and it's actually a Metro issue. So it kind of goes right. hand in hand, but that's to say, it you goes know, hand in hand. yeah, City of Houston, TxDOT, I mean, who's ever responsible, they are all, you know, our partners. So we do work closely with them on certain things. Uh, especially you mentioned BRT, our bus rapid transit, which we like to, we call Metro Rapid. It's a very rail-like experience. And as the system grows, you know, you're talking about the bad traffic, the Katy Corridor will help solve some of that with the Metro Rapid system, uh, Gulfton connecting over to the rest of the Silver Line. And of course, we have the big university uh, Metro Rapid, the university line Metro Rapid system. So um, those things are great, uh, but it's nice to hear from you that the team uh, and facilities maintenance also continues to grow. Uh, because um, that shows that it's a high priority uh, when the team uh, gets larger because we have to keep the system safe and clean. Um, yeah, absolutely. Last, yeah, and lastly, I always like to ask at the end of these, is there anything that I missed or did not touch on or anything else that you'd like to address or say? You know, we, we take our job very serious. Um, our folks, like I said before, are they care about the job that they do. Uh, they take pride in the work that they do. They live in the communities that they serve. And we don't take that for granted. We understand that at the end of the day, what we do affects the customers and the communities, you know, that are in this area. And, uh, you know, we, we take our job very serious and we're proud of what we do. I, you know, since I started working in Metro, there is a certain sense of pride that you get working and and also living in the surface service area because we talk about our customers or our colleagues. But these are all really our neighbors. We're serving our community, Absolutely. our neighbors. And while, you know, a bus shelter that may need to be repaired, it may not be in our immediate neighborhood. These are still our neighbors. It's still our community. When we drive around in the vehicles that say Metro on the side or we wear the shirt that says Metro on it, there's a certain sense of pride uh, that we carry with us uh, when we have Absolutely. that gear on. So I really appreciate your time again, uh, Miguel, uh, for joining us here on The Next Stop. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That wraps it up for this edition of The Next Stop. Thanks to you, the listener, and all of our Metro riders out there. As a reminder, you can reach Metro's awesome customer service team. Just call us or even text message us, 713-635-4000. I'm Doug Deloney. If you'd like to check out more episodes of this podcast and subscribe, you can find all the links you need on ridemetro.org. As always, drive less and do more with Houston Metro. Houston Metro.